This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. And you wouldn't blink. You wouldn't blink. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is the Dr. Pepper call-in line. And the question today is simply this. It was off of when we had Kevin Clark on earlier from This Is Football, uh, his podcast on Omaha and ESPN. What is the single worst decision that has been made by an NFL team since January the 1st of this year? And it ties in with Frank Reich being fired by the Panthers earlier today. Uh, It is a 1-10 in start for Frank Reich. He is the first coach in history in the NFL to be fired mid-season in back-to-back years by two different organizations. Think about that for a second. Fired mid-season last year by the Colts. Jeff Saturday took over. I'm shocked Jeff Saturday didn't take over in Carolina. That would have he was trending today. That would have been amazing. <laughs> he was trending on Twitter. <laughs> we should ask him about that this week. Did you get a call from David Tepper? <laughs> but honestly, I mean, the way that the Carolina Panthers have gone about their business is I mean, it's south of embarrassing. That's how bad it is. And David Tepper is running that organization into the ground. It's unstable. It's unstable. Anyone who's ever had an unstable childhood or an unstable family situation or an unstable situation at work, we can all in some way, shape, or form relate to it somewhere. At some point in our lives, something was a little unstable, and it creates a lot of stress, it creates a lot of anxiety, and it prevents a lot of success. That's the most important thing. Unstable very rarely leads to winning, to success, to happiness. And that's what the Panthers are. If there's one word to describe them, it is unstable. Since David Tepper took over as the owner of this team in May of 2018, they have compiled a record of, I believe, 30 and 62. They're not winning. They're getting ready to move to their sixth head coach since 2018. Six head coaches. Chris Tabor's going to take over. He will be number six. Next year will most likely be number seven. He has now fired three different coaches since 2018, midway through the season. Think about that. The impetuous decision-making, the lack of an ability to try to build something. Matt Rule was supposed to be the guy they ran him out. The different quarterbacks, the different coaches, they are unstable, and that is never going to lead to success. And a little note that isn't being mentioned enough Steve Wilkes stepped in last year after they fired Matt Rule. Steve Wilkes did an incredible job managing that team down the stretch. When they had nothing to play for, I think Wilkes went 6-6 six and because they fired Matt Rule pretty early. Wilkes goes 6-6, six and six, doesn't get the job. They end up bringing in Reich, and Reich bombs out before December. Bombs out before December. I mean, you look back on that. What more did Steve Wilkes need to do? And this is a completely separate conversation about how the Rooney rule has failed in this league. But looking at what Wilkes did last year with what he was given versus what Reich has done this year and how they moved on so quickly, feels like that may have been a mistake. Feels like you could have gone with Wilkes for a year to at least seen what that would have been like. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Per Adam Schefter, the Panthers have also fired assistant head coach, running back coach Deuce Stanley. And Deuce Staley is a pretty good coach, too. Shout out Deuce. Loved him. As an Eagle fan, loved him in Philadelphia. And he was a really good coach in Philadelphia, too, before he moved on from there when he was clear that he was not going to get bumped up and and get a real shot. So I feel for him in that situation. But listen, 
all the way around. Frank Reich should have never been there because to me, when you fire or when you hire the coach that just got fired, like when he immediately walks into another job, you are telling him he did nothing wrong. What do you what do you, I completely agree with that? What do you think got him that job? What was the pedigree that led them to believe that, yeah, this is the guy? Because he was with Peterson in Philadelphia, so the Colts gave him a shot. But it didn't go well with the Colts. It was the quarterback. It was the fact that the Panthers, they didn't have the first pick yet, but that they were looking for a quarterback, and they thought that Frank Reich was the guy to develop the quarterback. Look how quickly they bailed on that. They went and traded for the first overall pick. He apparently didn't want C.J. Stroud. I don't know if Tepper wanted Bryce Young because he was down in, uh, you know, it's down south, and it would have been a bigger thing to have the Alabama quarterback uh, be there from a marketing perspective. But honestly, like, you're going to hear more and more about how Frank Reich wanted C.J. Stroud, by the way, in the coming weeks. Make no mistake about it. But even if that was the case, Frank got that job because he's supposed to be able to develop quarterbacks over the years. You know what? Look back now. Carson Wentz had his best year with Doug Peterson. Maybe it was Doug Peterson. But then Frank left, and he went somewhere else. And then Doug, you know, he gets a Colts job, and Doug's left with Wentz, and that goes south. Like, it's not always just one thing. Frank's tenure in Indianapolis was defined by an inability to have quarterback play, consistent quarterback play. They just kept moving on from aging veteran to aging veteran. It was Phillip Rivers. It was Matt Ryan. It was Carson Wentz. Like, they couldn't figure it out. So for him to be the guy to come in and oversee the quarterback position, this is all Monday morning quarterback stuff, but it feels like there were other candidates out there that may have given you a better chance. And now you find yourself in a situation where good luck here because you're going to need to hire a head coach who genuinely believes in Bryce Young. Genuinely believes. Because a lot of guys are going to say anything they can to get that job. They're going to interview and they're going to say, he's our guy. We we can fix him. It was all on Reich. I can get this guy to develop because they're not going to move on from him. So now you need a coach that not only can develop him, but isn't going to be BSing you that he can develop him. Good luck trying to figure out who that's going to be. Oh, by the way, you don't have a first round pick this year to improve that offensive line or to improve the arsenal around Bryce Young. Okay, so the worst decision made by an NFL team since January 1st. Your turn at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Drew in Connecticut, up first here. Drew, you're on ESPN Radio, Carlin versus Joe. What do you got? I think the worst decision was the Steelers holding on to Matt Canada as long as they did. He hurt Kenny Pickett's development. He lost some games. I mean, it was so clear Stevie Wonder could see it that he should have been gone way earlier. Listen, as far as he's concerned, I'm not totally convinced that Kenny Pickett's the guy anyway, but Matt Canada should have been gone a long time ago. I mean, they were screaming early last season about Matt Canada. He just went for 400 yards yesterday. I'm like, sorry. they finally, like, All the right. offense gets rid of Canada and they go for 400 yards. And they scored how many points? They didn't score a lot. No, the offense is not, look, the offense isn't fixed. Yeah. But to immediately have that type of performance right after getting rid of just like when Ken Dorsey was fired, the Bills had their highest offensive yeah. output in seven weeks against the Jets. I know it's the Jets, but still, that does say something. At least says a little something. That's got to, that's gotta suck being Matt Canada sitting at home and seeing them put up 400 yards and being Ken Dorsey and seeing that the next week. It's gotta you know suck. It, you know that's coming though. You know it's coming. They're all gonna yep. rally and you're gonna sit there and be like, they couldn't do this for me, but they could do it the second I was out the door. Steelers, however, you know, it's not as if it's all roses now. No. <laughs> Although they're headed for 11 wins if you look at the schedule. It's gonna be the sh- most... <laughs> 
Don't get me started on that. I, I know. I'm just waiting to bet against them in the playoffs. Victor, up next, ESPN Radio. Victor, what do you say? Victor, hello? Staten Island, hello. <laughs> What's up, Victor? <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all right. No, no, um, we got time. Go ahead. Um, I think the worst decision since January 1st, possibly even a little before that, was not getting Patrick Mahomes a wide receiver one. I don't know how you don't go out and do that. Um, it, the Chiefs receivers this year have been costing that offense some ball games, slowing well, them down. Let me put it this way. That's, it, that's know, a good point. But you know how you do it? How? You won a Super Bowl last year without wide receiver one, didn't you? Yeah, it's it's not the worst decision, but I think it's an interesting point to look yeah. at that window and to say, you know what, if it ends up costing him this year and that was the move you needed to make, that's a pretty good point. How about Kyle, North Carolina next, ESPN Radio. Kyle, what do you think, bud? Worst decision since January 1st is? I think the worst decision since January 1st is Robert Sala letting the whole world think that Aaron Rodgers' injury works off of Aaron Rodgers' time. If he comes back and plays good, then everybody will be looking at the Achilles injury different. If he comes back and plays bad, everybody will point fingers. If he doesn't play at all, everybody looks like they know nothing about anything. So I think that's the worst decision of the whole year. You know, I was reading Peter King this morning, Football Morning in America, which is a must-read to me every Monday morning. And he's talking about Aaron Rodgers and part of what Aaron Rodgers believes that he owes the Jets in everything that they have done to accommodate him. And he's anxious to come back from that standpoint. If that's part of the thought process, what he owes them right now is next year. You owe them next year at your very best. So that means coming back this year, that doesn't do anything for you. If you want to think that way, and I I respect it, if he is thinking that way, absolutely. The Jets have been over backwards for everything for Aaron Rodgers. If that's the case, make sure you're ready to go when they've got a chance to do something again. The horse is out of the barn this year. It's over. It's over. I, the fact that Aaron, it's cute to think that Aaron Rodgers would think in his mind that he owes the Jets anything. In Rodgers' mind, he looks at it and he goes, they're very lucky to have me here. I don't think they oh, realize how lucky they are that I'm here. I, I threw in an if that's the way he's thinking. There's <laughs> no question. Caveat. Listen, they have, they have done everything for him. They have turned over the keys they to the have. organization. He is not just the quarterback. He is the GM. He is running things. But. If there is any factor of that, that's nice. That's great. The most important thing is that you are there when they have a chance to do something. You want to owe some people, owe that fan base. That's pain, man. Lazard being inactive for the Dolphin game speaks volumes as to what's going on there Him and Randall Cobb. Like, like everybody's like, oh, what's the big deal? Randall Cobb has three catches. That's what the big deal is. It's been rough. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We continue to hear from you on this topic. What is the worst decision that has been made in the NFL since January 1st? We will give you ours next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Versus Joe on ESPN Radio. I'm not second guessing it or anything here. I'd like Stroud from the beginning. I'll just pat myself on the back and tell you that I thought he was the better player. Was really hoping we could get that in there. That was that was your three and a half hours of radio today. It was important to get that in there that you had Stroud over Young. Well, I did. <laughs> I just want to make sure you know. That's all. <laughs> all I can do is lead the horse to water. I was just, and we don't even need to mention who it is, I was just showing Joe exactly what rental car company he needs to use. Of course, Joe had already rented a car from them. I'm already using them, but I appreciate the before and after takes. As to why everything you're doing is right. And then I told you about C.J. Stroud. I'm sorry, David Tepper. So apparently he's he's fired Josh McCown, too. So it's Scaly, McCown, and Reich. So did you just go and fire everybody that was against you, David Tepper, on drafting C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young? Because that's kind of what it feels like here. Well, even if they weren't against him, they were all the offensive minds that were overseen with the development of Bryce Young. Here's how you have to think of this. Tepper's the owner of this team. He was a very successful hedge fund manager. He's made a ton of money in his mind and proven he's been quite successful with his decision making. What he has chosen to do in life has led to positive, successful results. So why wouldn't his decision making as an NFL owner lead to positive, successful results. Can't be him. Got to be other people. Go back to the start of this year. As big of a joke as the Panthers look right now, they were coming off a 7-10 and 10 season. They weren't all that terrible last year. They were 7-10 and 10 after firing Matt Rule early in the year, and they decided we're going to bring in a new coach, we're going to trade all the way up to number one, and we're going to get ourselves a franchise quarterback. In his mind, that's probably good enough to stay 7-10 and 10 or be better, especially, and these are the two key components coming up, number one, being in a dog crap division in which no one else is good. That division was there for the taking and no one can figure it out. Atlanta won yesterday over New Orleans. New Orleans did a horrible job bringing in Derek Carr. Atlanta looks terrible with Desmond Ritter. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks stink. The Panthers were 7-10 and 10 
and they're in a terrible division. So Tepper's looking at that, realizing what a squandered year this is. And then number two, C.J. Stroud is bowling out in Houston. Houston was 3-13-1 last year. Stroud is a legit MVP candidate, and they're on the fringe of making the playoffs while also semi-challenging for the division. So Tepper's looking at this saying, this can't be the young decision. This is the fact that I hired these guys to do this job, and they can't deliver. Because if Houston can, if Atlanta can win, we should be winning and that's what this all comes down to at least in my opinion well this whole job this carolina job thing right now is is man i don't know i i I don't know i know there are only 32 of these jobs out there but this is a dicey situation we had kevin clark on uh earlier who has the podcast this is football for omaha productions uh and for espn this is what he had to say on the carolina job right now the job has changed guys like it's not a normal job like if you took over the bucks or you took over uh you know the dallas cowboys next year the job is to make David Tepper's decisions work. That's the job. He's in meetings. Um, he is the guy, if you, if you believe the reports, that wanted Bryce Young in the first place over C.J. Stroud, even if Reich wanted Stroud. Um, so that's that's the that's in the contract at this point, is, is deal with David Tepper and make that work. So Kevin Clark had the worst decision made since January 1st was hiring Frank Reich by Carolina. Basically everything that Carolina has done since January 1st has been wrong. Hard to disagree. So, real or fake is the question I'm going to ask when I ask you uh, for your take, what is the worst decision that has been made in football, in the NFL, since January 1st? I think Arizona's decision to bring back Kyler Murray Hmm. is going to go down as the worst. Because right now it just looks like, oh, you know, who? I think the move is going to set them back years. They brought it. They were doing everything they needed to do to get the number one overall pick, draft Caleb Williams, and reboot this thing. Instead, they decide, you know what? Maybe Murray's the guy. We're going to bring him back. And then they go out and they beat Atlanta, and they immediately lose the number one spot in the draft. So that's done. Now, they're going to pursue this route with Murray. Maybe I end up being wrong on this, but there's no reason for Kyler Murray to ever think that he needs to change anything he's done. He won every single game he played in high school. He won a Heisman Trophy in college. And then in the pros, even when they tried to put that little clause in his contract, he had backlash for that, and then they pulled it out. They've catered to him, and the world has catered to him at every single turn because of his talent. He's got a ton of talent, but he's not a leader. He's not a culture guy. And I think the Cardinals are going to end up sticking with him, and it's going to set them back years. I don't disagree that it was a mistake, but I can't say it's the biggest decision, okay. the biggest mistake, worst decision that's been made. What do you got? So I want to call that fake. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. That's fake. Feels a bit harsh. It feels like a good take that might just not be number one. It doesn't make it fake. Handman, real or fake? Uh, It's fake. You know, a fugazi. It's not a real Christmas tree, in my opinion. (laughs) All right, fine. Real or fake? By the way. Brought to you by Real Christmas Trees. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees at Lowe's or wherever you get real Christmas trees. For more information, visit GetRealKeepItReal.com for me. And now I understand why that had to be real or fake. It's like, why couldn't it just be good but not great? Why did it have to be fake? Ah, uh, yes, because we worked the sponsor in, which was very well done. It's called product integration. <laughs> Look into it. I'm like, why is this fake? It feels like it's pretty well reasoned. It might not be number one, but it's up there. No, 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 it's fake. Brought to you by Real Christmas Trees. Ah, uh, yes. I'm not putting that in my living room. <laughs> 
<laughs> also, when you said that to me, I'm like, what is he talking about with Christmas? That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. And of course, you do the read, and I'm sitting there like, eh, everybody's on, on, you guys are all on your game here. Your Kyler Murray take will not be my Christmas tree this year. <laughs> for me, it's the whole decision by the Jets not to trade for Aaron Rodgers, but to hand over the franchise to Aaron Rodgers. Ah. Because I will go to my grave not believing, knowing, knowing, because I can just say things like that irresponsibly and have no responsibility, <laughs> have no accountability for them whatsoever, uh, that it was Aaron Rodgers who said, do not bring in another backup. Zach Wilson will learn from me this year. He can be the backup. This will be great for him. And then the Jets didn't do anything even after that when they had opportunities after Rodgers gets hurt four plays into the year, and they just tossed away the season. They completely tossed it away, and that was unnecessary. And to me, it's because they handed the keys to Rodgers. And that, I mean, it's inexcusable. And, I mean, you're hearing some of the comments from the players. You're seeing some of the effort out there. There was the – what was the Robert Sala comment on Brees Hall where he said he's a good running back, but he's got to focus on getting the dirty, grimy yards. And it's like, I don't know if Brees Hall's the guy you need to be calling out right now. No, he's like, the guy who's actually delivering for you. Yeah, like those are the guys – you don't need to make a comment in the media about how he needs to get the grimy yards. It's not Brees Hall's problem that the offense has sputtered to a – disastrous stop. Okay, Brees Hall has been quite good. Larry in Virginia next on ESPN Radio. Lawrence, what say you? Hello? Hi. Hi, Larry. Hey, hey, what's going on? Just doing um, a radio show. How you been... doing? Good. How's it going? Good. Uh, as a diehard Jet fan, I can't believe Joe Douglas did nothing to make the offensive line better or bring in uh, a, another quarterback. Good talk. The tackle uh, situation, you're 100% right about. I don't know what he could do about AVT getting hurt. Elijah Vera Tucker getting hurt. Okay. The jet tackle situation uh, has been a disaster. What do you think this offseason looks like for the Jets? Not to get too in the weeds on this, but you got to figure like O-line is going to be a very high priority. Has to be. Has to be with the draft. Has to be with free agency. Has to be with all of it. All of it has to be. And... AVT's a great player, Elijah Vera Tucker, but this is a couple of years in a row now that he's gotten hurt. So now you have to be super concerned about that. You have like, to account for that. It not just has to be really good, it has to be a deep group. You have to have, and not everybody has that right now, but look at the teams that win and what they have offensive line-wise. Look at what the, I mean, very quietly, like people don't talk about it. Look at what the Chiefs have. And I, and I understand that they made some swap outs this past year and they brought in you know, Jamar Taylor, but they're still really good. Creed Humphrey may be, next to Kelsey, the best center in the league. Oh, by the way, the Eagles win a lot. Oh, by the way, the Ravens win a lot. Yes. Two other great offensive lines. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Up next, take off. Part two on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Enough is enough! I have had it with these takes on this plane! Everybody strap in! This plane is headed down the runway and ready for the NFL takeoff. Part two, baby! Let's get to it. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Rams 37, Cardinals 14. Kyron Williams, 143 yards. I talked to some people around the Rams a few weeks back, and the jury was still a little bit out as to whether or not he could be in every down, really carry the load kind of guy. Had a big day yesterday, and Matthew Stafford played exceptionally well. The Rams... Five and six, starting to believe a little bit in themselves. McVay's not going to win coach of the year, but he has done a tremendous job with this team. Number one, strength of schedule. Number two, expectations. Given the salary cap hell they're in, the draft pick hell they're in, the fact that they sold it all for the Super Bowl a few years ago, this was supposed to be a really bad year. There was a thought process that they could start slow enough based on early games against really good teams like the Niners, Bengals, and Eagles that they just go into the tank for Caleb Williams. And they're actually a fringe playoff team in the NFC right now. Sean McVay has done a tremendous job with this team. This next one because we're contractually obligated. Titan 17. Panthers 10. Frank Reich out. That's basically the headline from it. He got fired after uh, the game. Well, he got fired this morning, technically, by David Tepper. Also, Josh McCown. Deuce Staley out. 1-10 start for the Panthers. And that's how the Titans win 17-10. Two games that need absolutely no discussion. This game, which involved the Panthers, and the next game, which involves two other teams from the AFC, or excuse me, NFC South. I'd argue we have a few more, but we'll get to them all. <laughs> So let's do it. <laughs> Falcons 24, Saints 15. You good? How could Derek Carr be this bad? I thought he was going to yeah. leave the Raiders and show everyone that it was the Raiders all this time. He's actually making the Raiders look good for moving on from him. But that might be his best accomplishment in his Raiders career. Making them look good for moving on from him. The Raiders are sitting there. Everyone's like, yeah, the Raiders made the right move getting rid of Carr. Like, the Raiders always lose the breakup. Always. Wow. Wow. I was blown away by that. Packers 29. Lions 22. Of course, that that was Thanksgiving Day. Awful way to start Thanksgiving. Huge hole I had to climb out of. Oh, my God. You were chasing early. Ugh. Thanks a lot, Campbell, by the way. Thanks yeah. a lot for not even bothering to show up for that game on Thanksgiving at home. The story here, though, shouldn't be us complaining about them. Quietly, Jordan Love's starting to look really good. He is good. playing really well. I had him last week against the Chargers, but then again, I threw three touchdown passes against the Chargers. Yeah. This was Jordan Love throwing three, and the Packers forcing three turnovers to beat the Lions. They're starting to think that they have their guy in Green Bay. Lions also, quietly, that defense has gotten shredded each of the last three weeks. Teams are working them. Just because they beat the Chargers doesn't mean the Chargers didn't light up that defense a few weeks ago. Boy, the other guy that we need to mention that's having a monster season, Rashawn Gary. Yeah. 
uh, two fumbles, three sacks, seven tackles. Wow. That's Cowboys 45, Commander's 10. I'm good. Uh, this played, you know what? I'll throw one thing in here. Enough with the Dak Prescott MVP talk. Again, he's like eight to one. Yeah. He's climbing the boards. Everyone, he's beating up on nobody, people. Right, let, me, let me ask you this theoretical question. Odds aside, if you were just an objective observer, would you vote for Deron Bland for MVP as opposed to Dak? <laughs> I'm much more impressed with Deron Bland. He's making those plays. It's a good question. Five pick sixes yeah, is the I can't, record. It's, it's that he has been remarkable. That's I, a cool record to have, by the way. It really is. And you know what? A little shout out here. Jim Nance had an amazing call on that. Yeah, he, he was right on top of it the whole way. That was an outstanding job. Uh, where is he in the mix now? I'm, I'm throwing this at you. I need to. He's not even on the board. Is that true? He is not even on the board right now, Deron Bland, for Defensive Player of the Year. But is it just they're going to view those five picks as being right place, right time, and then all of a sudden you just got lucky? Oh, I my mean, God, you're right. I thought you had missed it. I'm looking at all the guys. Well, well that's because I'm looking at offensive rookies of the year. That's a bit of a problem there. I don't think he would be on the board for that. Yeah, I am only looking at nine guys on ESPN Bet right now. We're going to have to get that expanded. And again, I'm looking at defensive rookie of the year. I am worthless right now. I am completely worthless. You know what? I'm turning my mic. All right. Uh, Just us, folks. Let's roll. We'll get to the next one. 49ers 31. Seahawks 13. Here is the best part for me. 49ers getting to 31. Over under 43 and a half. Your boy had the over. Nicely done on that microphone back on Seattle. That was a... I think that was because of you. I think you had the over. No, I think I actually liked the under in that game. Oh. Yeah, definitely was not me. That was you going off on your own. Yeah, that Uh, Michael. Yep, exactly. Uh, No, 49ers got it done, but listen... Um, going on the road and rushing for 114 yards as McCaffrey did. But no matter what it is, when you're beating the Seahawks in Seattle, there is something to be said for that. And now the 49ers have their biggest game of the year coming up. My mic's still on. Why? It, that doesn't help me now. I'll be back into the next game. Oh, okay. Dolphins 34, Jets 13. All right, I'm back. I had to come back for the Jets. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm, out. I'm jumping out on this one, too. So are we going with the Hell Mary? Is that what it officially is going to be called? We saw that one on Twitter a little bit. Uh, Evan wanted to call it the Bloody Mary. Not bad. Uh, Is there any other one that we need to think of? You know, uh, I can't think of anything Thanksgiving related, but the Jets consistently do this on Thanksgiving, and they don't play every year on Thanksgiving. It was the fake spike Thanksgiving weekend in 94, Then it was the butt fumble Thanksgiving night 12 years ago, 11 years ago. And now Black Friday, you know, is it the, I don't know. I I can't even come up with something creative How about this? I I just, I turned the mic on because I came up with something. I said a pick six, puke six. Handman doesn't like that at all. He couldn't even fake the look. He like he looked like he was gonna throw up. It's a little blue. I don't know. I, I actually gotta like it because it's the day after Thanksgiving and you just ate a ton. I, just to be clear, that's blue, but Bloody Mary's okay. Well, Bloody Mary's a drink. What does that have to do with the play? I was actually <laughs> drinking one as the play happened. We all should have been. So because you individually were having that drink in the afternoon, the rest of society has to now buy into that. Joe, listen. I was puke in- six, they're gang green, right? Gang green, okay. puke six. I, I'm going to let you in on something. I was an English major. Let me handle this, okay? <laughs> Bloody Mary, pun on words. That's what that is. <laughs> Hail Mary, Bloody Mary the drink, bloody for the Jets, 
combining that with Hail Mary. That's how that came together. I don't no, know no, I get. I don't know I if you can put that together. How it came together. I get it. What I'm saying is, I disagree with it. <laughs> I, I, I never Bloody did. Mary. I never did really sense that you you fully got it. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series XM, Channel 80. How about me doubting somebody getting something uh, on that front? By the way, two that we didn't get to earlier. Steelers 16. Bengals 10. Uh, the Steelers may have had 400 yards of offense. They still scored 16 points. As a Steelers fan, I am not remotely convinced that anything is fixed. Having said that, the Steelers now sit at 7-4, and four, and they are squarely, squarely headed for 11-4, and four, with the next four being Cardinals, Patriots, both at home, at the Colts, and the Bengals at home. The Steelers are going to win 11 games this year. Bengals are going to be a good bet against the rest of the way. They're going to pack it in. Kind of feels that way. Speaking of packing it in. Giants 10, Patriots 7. I know several people, several people who were voluntarily posting on their Instagram yesterday that they were at this game. Why do you want people to know that if you're a Giant fan? Honestly, first of all. There's a win. Hey, salute to you because that's in the pouring rain. That was a miserable conditions, and you were watching two god-awful football teams. How about how conservative a game Belichick called? Like, with nothing to play for, Belichick went ultra-conservative. It's like he's trying to avoid getting blown out. Oh. I mean, Lou, you just lost to the Giants. How it doesn't you, matter how it looks. for Caleb? He's not tanking for anything. He's on his way out the door. Can you think, right. think about what you just said there for a second? Belichick played as conservative as possible when he was playing to not get blown out by the Giants. By the Giants. He was a favorite. He was a favorite, and he was playing to not get blown out. Tommy DeVito, baby. Or Tommy Jersey. D, man. He's a fa- We're, we love him on this show. We should get him on. Talk to him about things like chicken parm. Yep. North Jersey. We'll hit some of the spots. I love it. I love it. Find out if he used to go to the Unkabunka in Sayreville. <laughs> yep. 18 to party, 21 to drink. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. That's a real place, the Unkabunka. I'm not questioning it. <laughs> There's still one game left in week 12. We're going prop heavy for the Monday Night Moneymaker. That's after Joe has this from Farm Fresh Trees. Ah, yes. Get real. Keep it real this holiday season by buying a real Christmas tree. I've got two kids. We've gone back and forth. Real Christmas trees, fake Christmas trees. They love the real Christmas tree. The smell, the mess they can make, shaking up, up and down, up and around. I don't know where I'm going with that. But the point is, did you know that buying real Christmas trees, this is key. It actually helps save the American Christmas tree farming industry, which is something we love around these parts. For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved. And so are American farmers' jobs. Plus, when you're buying real Christmas trees, that helps keep real holiday memories alive while also helping the environment. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at GetRealKeepItReal.com. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Let's finish this. It's time to end the football week with a win. Easy money. This is Monday Night Moneymaker. This Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And I'm just going to be frank, it's not going well. For Joe, it's going great. Joe had a monster last week. Monster. Four for four on his Monday night moneymaker slash pizza money. Four for four. So he is back in the black. 
over the $100 bankroll that we both started with at $110.15. Profitable. Well done. Feeling good. Feeling good. I, not feeling good. Okay. Down to $55.90. Folks, we're chasing. That's where we are officially. You know what they say? A setback is nothing more than a setup for a comeback. I love it. Last week, we went big on Travis Kelsey, over 76 and a half yards. Got kicked in the pants on that one. Isaiah Pacheco, over 16 and a half receiving yards, kicked in the pants on that one. So, what do you got this week? Monday Night Moneymaker. Goes to the phone. I see the phone's coming out. Yeah. I got to double check. Going to go to the pendings tab. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, of course not. I I am looking at ESPN Bet as we speak. Okay. I am going to keep this quite simple. Oh, so this is essentially the, I haven't researched this until just now. No, 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 no. I looked at one of the other ones, and then I'm looking at ESPN Bet, where, by the way, I'm getting much better value for what my play is. I've noticed a couple of the prices on there, too, better than some of the other shops as well. I feel pretty good about that. So do with this what you will. If you fade it, I don't blame you, because things have not gone well. But again, I'll admit, chase away. Okay. $10. $10. Big 10. $10. 20%, 25% of the bankroll. 20% of the bankroll. Yes. Good God, Fortinball. Get organized. Joshua Dobbs, over one and a half touchdown passes. Okay. Plus 140. Oh, the candy. Plus 140. Candy. I am, but I listen, to throw two touchdowns against the Bears, can we, can we do that? I mean, 1985 wasn't that long ago. Can we, can we help a brother out? Like, quite literally, that's almost 40 years ago. Yeah, it's actually quite a long time ago. Well, that's what we're going with. Is that it? Only one tonight? Only one. All right. Only one, but big one. It's a good one. $10 over one and a half touchdown passes. Joshua Dobbs at plus 140 on ESPN Bet. All right, I'm going to give you four bets. They're all $5 wagers. I'll give you the juice afterwards to not complicate everything. Here are the five bets. Number one, Justin Fields over 56 and a half rushing yards. Came back last week, ran for over 100 yards. I see him running tonight against Minnesota. That's what he does. Brian Flores loves to blitz, and when he brings the blitz and the pressure and the protection breakdown, Fields gets outside the pocket, he takes off down the field. That's number one. Number two, Justin Fields over half an interception. So, yes, he'll throw one. It's plus 115. I don't understand that. Fields has thrown INTs in more than half of the games he started in his career, but because he played clean last week, all of a sudden we're going plus money on this? Again, the Vikings bring a lot of pressure. Fields at times has been very inaccurate when facing the blitz. There's going to be an opportunity there. Number three, Alexander Madison, the running back for the Vikings. Longest rush under 13 and a half yards. I'm saying the longest run he has of the night will be under 13 and a half. The Bears very quietly have been very good on run defense as the season's gone on. Mm-hmm. One of the better teams in the NFL. And then finally, number five, number four, TJ Hawkinson over six and a half receptions plus 118. Wow. We're going to play the alternate here. Five and a half is the regular. I'm going to go over six and a half. The Bears giving up the fifth most receptions to opposing tight ends this season. So the grand total here is I'm risking $21 to win $21.65. And I know Evan's listening, so here are the odds. Risk $5.75 to win five on fields rushing. That's over 56 and a half yards. Risk five to win $5.75 on fields over half an INT plus money. 
risk 525 to win five on Madison under 13 and a half as his longest rushing yardage play. And then risk five to win 590, TJ Hawkinson over six and a half receptions. Wow. It's you're a going. lot of math. It's a lot of numbers, but, but it know, also but you know sets it the stage for a lot of profit. Do you have a question? Is that why you're raising your hand? Is it only four bets? Four bets. Yeah, I okay. used the number five in there like an idiot. I've been very sloppy this last hour. Very sloppy. You should probably fade all four of those bets. Uh, honestly, um, I have to tell you, that's an aggressive, aggressive approach for a guy that is back in the black right now. You're feeling yourself a little bit. I like it. It's I make. You know what I've come to realize? I make so many bets across this network I don't even know how some of the places I'm hot, some of the places I'm cold. This very show, I'm hot on Monday Night Moneymakers. I'm cold on pizza money. They're all the same thing. And yet I add too many pizza money, so I go into the hole. On first take, I'm cold. I go on Thursdays. I nailed the Michigan game. I screwed up the other Thanksgiving games. Saturday morning, I go on with Darian Mel. The pumpkin pie pick is yeah. the special pick every week. It's like 9-1 and one against the spread. It's amazing. There are certain spots. If you catch me at the right time, I'm red hot. If you catch me anywhere else, I'm ice cold. I, I can never just have a nice, easy Steven weekend. Yeah. Like win it in college, dump it back in the NFL. Lose in college, chase it back in the NFL. Your boy is either red hot or ice cold. It's amazing. I can't figure that out because it just, well, it's gambling. That's I guess that's why they call that's it gambling. That's the answer. Yeah, you figured yeah. it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just wrapped it up. Uh, we, we got to the bottom of that one. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Can I give you a quick story from yesterday? Would love one. So I'm in Indianapolis, Indianapolis. I'm doing the Colts Bucks with Mike Tannenbaum. And we're doing it on ESPN Radio, getting ready for the game. And you probably have seen on social media, I usually put up videos from the booth behind the scenes. Yes. And tie them together with the videos of big plays from the game. I love it when so you do that. Getting set up to do it yesterday, I've got my little GoPro camera that I put up on the wall with a suction cup. I'm talking to Mike, telling him what I'm doing. He didn't know. I turn around, thing fell. Fell out the window. Of the press box. Of the press box. There's a little ledge in front of the goes there. No. Another, and I'm not exaggerating, this thing fell another 50 feet down to the lowest level of the uh, top of the stadium. Security guard finds that this thing falls 60 feet, and I'm thinking, this thing's in pieces. I go down there, thing's intact, not even a scratch. They found it? Yes. Well, wait, what part of the game did this happen at? It happened about about 35 minutes, 40 minutes before the game. So it wasn't packed yet. You had the opportunity. No, to I, didn't, I didn't kill anyone. More broadly. Yeah, that's, I was going to that say, that's the hit, lead. Hit somebody's head. Then your boy's out there denying GoPro. that that GoPro was mine. That's a hell of a problem. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.